Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Dan Patrick Show. It's busy. It's a meet Friday. And in case you're wondering what's on the Traegers, Chad and Julie came in. They uh, came in from uh, out of state to cook for us. Chad uh, has been doing this for many, many years. Swedish meatballs, glazed pork roast with wild rice stuffing. None of that tame rice. It's wild rice stuffing. Loaded smashed potato casserole. Maple glazed Brussels sprouts, peppermint truffle cheesecake, and yes, we're going to wash it all down with Christmas martinis. Who has it better than we do? Nobody. 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 All right, final hour. Dave Roberts, Dodger manager, will join us. Shohei Otani, the introductory press conference yesterday. I think we found out that his dog is named Decoy because I think that was the big story is that he didn't want to tell you the name of his dog because people thought that it was Dodger, and then that's where he wanted to go to play with the Dodgers. Turns out it's, I believe, decoy. Not sure why the big mystery there, but uh, we finally got to the bottom of that. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Good morning if you're watching on Peacock. Thank you for downloading the app and also uh, our radio affiliates around the country. We got a new poll question, I believe, for the final hour of the program, or at least, do we, Seaton? Yeah, we put up there uh, just a few minutes ago a more desirable head coaching job if they were available. Really? Uh, we had Chargers, Bears, Raiders, Patriots. Right now, Chargers is the leader, not even close, probably because they have a quarterback. What about Carolina? Um, didn't put that in there. Okay. That's but, not very desirable. By the way, the... Uh, there's three games on Saturday. So you have Vikings, Bengals, Steelers, Colts, Broncos, and the Lions, and some bowl games coming up this weekend. So plan your weekend accordingly. Last night, it was over early, but I think there was still that morbid curiosity of how bad can this be? And, uh, you know, when you put up a college football score like that, it's rare. We've, we've already had that with the Dolphins earlier this year against the Broncos, but you have a standalone game. And everything gets exacerbated. Everything, you know, far more good, uh, far more bad when it's a standalone game. Somebody's really good and somebody's really bad. The Raiders respond to Antonio Pierce, their interim head coach, 
you know, after being shut out by the Vikings. As for the Chargers, without Justin Herbert, you got Easton Stick, and it went south quickly. See what I did with that, Todd? Easton Stick. Yeah, you're Winston. good. Thank you're you. Good. Yeah, all right. Yeah, it's late in the week. Uh, Jeff Miller was there. He gets paid to uh, cover it from the LA Times. That's combat pay, man. Jeff joining us now. If I didn't watch it, how would you describe what happened last night? If you didn't watch it, first off, congratulations. You made the right decision. <laughs> um, it, it, that was an absolute abomination. It was an embarrassment. Uh, I've been doing this almost 40 years, Dan. I don't know that I've ever seen a team perform po- more poorly than that. That was – it was just – the words embarrassment and letting the players openly talked about it after the game. They were embarrassed. They know it. They know they just, they, what they did was just unacceptable. Uh, well, the, we already knew Brandon Staley's job was, you know, already in jeopardy there, but could the chargers, why, why would the chargers keep him for the rest of the regular season? Uh, tradition, frankly, they, this is not a franchise that typically lets go of coaches in the middle of a season or during a season. Um, so really that's about the only reason I can think of, uh, you know, this, the most solid reason why they wouldn't do it. Another one is they, there isn't a clear, you know, former head coach or somebody on the staff who they could just turn things over to and say, Hey, get us through the last three weeks here. And, uh, you know, and, and thanks for your efforts because they don't have they don't have anybody like that. I mean, Kellen Moore is a guy who maybe could be a head coach, but really on the staff that there isn't that you know senior advisor type, you know, Jason Garrett type, somebody who would be on the staff who they could turn to and say, okay, just just get us through the end of this, please. I was wondering, and you don't like use the word quit, but man, it felt like there were some guys last night who did not want to be there. You get that sense when you went into the locker room. Yeah, and I, I don't know so much it was just, you know, these guys gave up and they just surrendered. I, I, they've been through – this has been a rough year. The, and the expectations of weight on these guys going back to training camp. And I, I think more than just, hey, this is an indictment on the character of some of these players, I think it was just th- these guys are human, and they, they know where this is going. I mean, they they know as, as, you know, as well as those of us who are on the team that this, this was probably going to get blown up, and that's uh, – and so I think when, when you have back-to-back turnovers, consecutive offensive plays where you turn the ball over and the other team goes down and scores, I think it was just natural at one point during that game, everybody was going to say, hey, this, you know, this is over. Let's, what, what are we doing here? This is just a nightmare. So I, I think probably there was some of that, but I think, honestly, in my opinion, it was more that than you know, these guys are, you know, are bad, you know, bad character guys or they just gave up. How desirable is this job? Well, it's, you know, it, it starts with Justin Herbert. That, that's the biggest thing. That's the one thing you've got. You don't have, if you get this job, you don't have to worry about the quarterback. So that makes it very desirable. Now, what's, where it they, they falls a little bit short is, you know, this is not a team we all know has never won anything. They, uh, the, the ownership is, you know, they've, you know, the, the, there's been questions about, about that. They're, they're, uh, you know, they don't have a ton of cash. They're, uh, they have to do some financial gymnastics at times to make things work, but all NFL teams figure it out, and and, uh, and the GM here will figure it out, whoever it is. Um, but I, I, I think it's desirable just because of Justin Herbert, and 
you know, the one thing is that the Spanos is they'll spend money. They'll invest in guys. We've seen it. So it's not like they're cheap that way. It's just they don't have the cash to do some of the things that, you know, especially in-season things that some some teams can do. What's the fan interest? I've been in L.A. now a couple of years, but have they been embraced? You know, there's so much competition in, in uh, town, but how, how would you rank that fan base? Like, are they angry? Are they passionate where they you know they're calling for change here the 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 charger fans the real fans they they're very passionate this problem is there's just not a ton of them but you they were chanting for staley to get fired last home game so they're they'll make some noise and there's there's people trust me all you got to do is go on social media and there's there's a lot of venom and a lot of anger out there uh it's just that there's not a ton of them and the fact that this team has never won anything you know, from the national perspective, I don't think you get much attention. And there's not, you know, fans around the country don't really care that much about the Chargers because they never win. They're never relevant. So uh, I would say, though, in, in this market, um, I'm not going to say embraced. I mean, other than the Dodgers and Lakers and when USC football is good, I don't, you know, everybody struggles to to show up on the radar. But uh, but there's the Charger fans that are passionate. I mean, there's there, there's, believe me, there's some that are, uh, I get emails, I get this thing blows up when they, uh, or <laughs> text messages and DMs, and uh, there, there's a lot of anger this morning, believe me. Would you rather be a Charger fan today or an Angels fan today? Oh, wow. See, that's interesting, because I covered both these teams, so I know both of them pretty well. Uh, I would, I, you know, I'd rather be a Charger fan just because of Justin Herbert and the fact that they're, they're rarely boring. The Angels can be boring. Uh, the Chargers generally are. I think Chargers are more entertaining, and sometimes it's in a terrible way, but they are more entertaining. So I would go uh, – I'm going to go with the Chargers. Great to talk to you, Jeff. Thanks for joining us. All right, Dan. Anytime. Thank you. That's Jeff Miller. He covers the Chargers for the L.A. Times. How about that? He gets the Angels and the Chargers. Yay! How's morale? Yeah, that I, I was told that earlier today by a TV executive that the Chargers don't make those in-season changes. They won't. But you certainly could. Why not try something new? If you say this is tradition, yeah, where's tradition got you? Not very far. A couple of phone calls. Baker in Bozeman. Dave Roberts will join us in about uh, 20 minutes from now. Hey, Bake. Happy Friday, Danny. Thank you. Hey, hey, uh, happy Happy Meet Friday again. Um, so, Dan, I've got got two enhancement ideas for your for your show. I, I love your show. You guys are like family. Um, and and I was reminded earlier with Mike Florio. You know, you have certain guests that are so exceptional that they warrant a recurring segment, in my opinion. Mm. In the same way that Reggie Reggie Aloysius, you know, he's so awesome. Everything he brings it, it's always great. Mike Florio during the, during the football season, maybe Fridays with Florio because he is so darn good. So. Okay. That's my first first idea. The second one is a new podcast because I love Dan Patrick Takes a Gamble. I love the Backroom Guys, the 1215 podcast. So I've got another one. And I was thinking about this because you're, the relationship that you have with Fritzy, mm. it, it is a, an interesting one. And it reminds me of one other relationship that you have. Because in, in uh, almost instantaneously, you, you, you clearly love Fritzy. But, but you guys have this, like, relationship where he kind of instantly annoys you, and it makes me think of Bad Larry. And so what about a new podcast, Misery Loves Company, and you just put Larry and Fritzy in a room together, and you just listen. <laughs> Thank you, Big. 
As long as I don't have to listen to it, <laughs> then that would be fine. But but I, I tell Fritzy that I love him, but I don't always like him. That I do. We've been together for two decades here. I love him, but I don't always like him. We had a shirt made up, I think. Yes, we did. Uh, Brent in Texas. Hi, Brent. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan and Danette. Hey, Dan. Um, curious to your take. I know my take. I'm curious to yours on Draymond Green comparison to Dennis Rodman. To me, it's no comparison. You got Draymond Green with one more defensive player of the year than Rodman. One more NBA all-team defense. But rebound-wise, Rodman has like 12,000 rebounds to Draymond Green's like 5,000. To me, it's no comparison. And so I'm curious to your take. And then also... Yeah, what is it, Fritzy? Let's give Fritzy Flack Friday. Like the guy's, he cracks me up, man. Remember the time when he he left his mic on during the Marv Albert interview? It's, it's classic. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Happy holiday. All right. Well, thank you, Brent. That was legendary. Where I'm interviewing the great Marv Albert, and Fritzy was had his microphone on, didn't realize that he had it on, and he's just giving commentary, and it sounded like this. The 79 is the new 78. Todd. So, I'll be be watching it. I hope it gets off. I think that. Yeah. So bad and cringy. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Uh, But thank you for the phone call there, Brent. (laughs) Yes, Paul. I I really enjoy that clip because as Fritzy realizes he has his mic on, he asks us for if his mic is on while his mic is still on to you. Yeah. And then he gives Marv a, you know, credit for a good line. That's a, that's a good line. <laughs> Play it one more time there, Marv. The 79 is the new 78. Todd. Oh, I have my mic. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll be watching it. I hope it gets off. I think that. <laughs> and Marv had no clue. He had no clue what we were doing. Like, okay. Uh, let's see. Nate and Eugene. Hi, Nate. Hey, morning, Dan. Dan, Ed. Morning, morning. Hey, I wanted to invite you guys to the uh, annual Crappensburg State Crapmas Choir, uh, hosted by notable Crappensburg State alumni, the Scatman, and featuring Crappensburg State a cappella group, the Dingleberries. Thank you, Nate. <laughs> Merry Crapmas has some legs. Merry Crapmas. Yeah. yeah. All right. I like that. Craptacular. Yeah. We got to come up with the Crappensburg State fight song, though. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, maybe I shouldn't say that out loud with Fritzy, you know, coming up I'm with the lyrics. Of a couple of verses well, you know, he immediately, when you said that, I could just see out of my, like, periphery yeah he immediately turned to his keyboard <laughs> <He> started <laughs> yeah as soon as he said oh we should come up with that he immediately turned to his keyboard not today todd not today no, i forget things and i have to put it down not, right away not today not today all right we'll take a break here back with more phone calls dodger manager dave roberts here in a little bit after this be sure to catch the live edition of the dan patrick show weekdays at 9 a.m eastern 6 a.m pacific on fox sports radio and the iheart radio app Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Polly and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. Now, the suits at Fox Sports Radio gave us this airtime because they wanted us to tell you how great our show is. Why? Yeah, instead of us doing that, let's just let our millions of fans do the talking. Yeah, play the tape. 
You don't know crap about sports. I mean, why am I even on this crap? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's the wrong tape. Wrong tape. Just forget that. Look, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Indy Classic brings the uh, number one Arizona Wildcats to Indianapolis to face off against number three Purdue. Stream live Saturday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Peacock. So no fines for Patrick Mahomes or Andy Reid. No fine yet for Giannis, if any. There's there's different video that's emerged and just how aggressive he was that he wanted to get that basketball. 
And I don't know if the NBA fine. You know, it's such a great moment for him to score 64. Doesn't get the original basketball, maybe, and then you're going to fine him for it. Maybe, maybe the commissioner just calls and says, but then you, you, you really have to placate the media as well and let them know that you're not letting him off the hook as much as you want to remind him. You're one of the signature voices, faces, players in this league. You can't be doing that. Can't be doing that. Now, he didn't go into the stands. He didn't hit anybody, but he did go after. He was going to go into the Pacers' locker room, or at least that was the feeling. <laughs> and then they were saying, you're not getting the ball. Get out of here. I'm, I would imagine the commissioner is going to find him. And I think that Mahomes and Andy Reid will probably get, get fined for their comments after the uh, Kadarius Tony call. You know, they, the Buffalo Bills are really interesting, though. Vegas loves the Buffalo Bills. They really think that they're still a, a, a great team or the potential to be a great team. At least that's the feeling that I've gotten. Because you go to Kansas City, and you know, I think they fully expected Buffalo to win that game. Now they go home. Now they're not a big favorite at home against Dallas, but they are favored against Dallas. And this is one of those Buffalo season is on the line here. It just feels like, okay, if you don't win this game and Dallas wins this game, they, the direction of both of these franchises will be altered significantly. If Dallas wins in Buffalo, now all of a sudden we're looking at Dallas. They are the best team in their division. Um, now, do I think they're better than San Francisco right now? I don't, but that's just because I know what Dallas usually does, and that's they disappoint. Um, as far as Buffalo, if they win this game, I know they have another game with Miami. I think they have Patriots and Jets, if that sounds right. They could, you know, win out. But then that game with Miami is in Miami, I believe, if uh, anybody's looking at Buffalo's schedule. Uh, and then they have the Patriots, the Jets, I believe. Does that sound right, Paulie? Yeah, they host the Cowboys, then at the Chargers. This is the Bills. They host oh, the Cowboys Chargers. at the Chargers on a national TV game next week. Okay. They host the Patriots, then at the Dolphins. Oh, okay. So they avoid facing the Jets again. Yeah. Okay. They've already faced them twice. Okay. Dodge, dodge the bullet. Yeah, they have. Nobody wants to see them. Nobody wants to see Zach Wilson now. Nobody. Yeah, Paul. Here's a team we haven't talked about all season because of how bad last season. The LA Rams are six and seven. They've got Commanders, Saints, Giants. Then they finish the season at the 49ers, and the 49ers may not need that game very much. Mm. Home field, maybe. That they could sneak into the playoffs, and they have got no coverage this year. The Rams. But if it, they sneak in, would then the Niners and Rams play each other? Oh, in the first round of the yeah. Playoffs? I don't. I don't know. Like if you're the Niners, do. You, do you want to say, hey, we're not going to be playing hard. Uh, we're going to let the Rams get into the playoffs? Yeah. I don't know. The Rams are they're entertaining. So they got two good, two great receivers. You got a really good running back here. And Matthew Stafford can still play at a high level. We don't mention Aaron Donald as much, but I think that's because when we, if you watch the Rams play, then you notice him. But if you're not, you know, they're not relevant from the standpoint of, having a great record or a Super Bowl contender, that's when you watch him and you go, man, he disrupts a lot of things. You kind of have to go out of your way and you go, I'm going to watch, because I watched a lot of the Ravens game. And, you know, that was a fun game, overtime game. 
And I thought Sean McVay would just take the money. You got your Super Bowl. You've been in two Super Bowls. Take the money. Be an analyst there. But I think they've done a wonderful job. For a team that doesn't have any draft picks, they've done a pretty good job. Uh, let me see. A couple of phone calls in here. Pete in Vegas. Hi, Pete. What's on your mind today? What's going on this morning, guys? Hey, Pete. Hey, I just was going to comment on something. First of all, what a great game last night. Yeah, right. Anyways, um, so this, I love listening to you guys, and I think you guys do a great job of giving Fritz a hell of a hell of a day. Mm. But I've never really looked at, at uh, your guys' website or anything, so I'm closing my eyes trying to picture what this guy looks like, and I pop open – uh, just some image of him on Google and right down to the bald head and the oversized arms. It's just, it's just perfect. The way you guys talk about him, his voice and everything, it's, you just, you just close your eyes and that's Fritz. And, and now that I see him, it's just even funnier and more comical hearing the, the crap you guys give him. I love him. I love your show. You guys are awesome. I hope to hear from you guys. For- Thank you, Pete. Thank you. Todd, how does that phone call make you feel? Well, I have a, you know, I'm bald and I do work out basically on just my arms. I think he's got it about right. I took that as a complimentary thing. He said he loves us and he loves me, and uh, that was nice. Yeah. Compared to the other guy that was looking to, uh, I don't know what he wanted to do to me. Yeah, see. It is funny that the dude is like, I've always thought it was really funny, but now that I've seen him, it's even funnier. <laughs> the fact that he didn't know what you look like. Funny looking? How am I funny? Funny like a yeah, clown. Your lap is up yeah. This does have like a, a December 24th feel to it. Like, ah, today's the last day of the <laughs> oh, year, isn't it? Yeah, a little it does, bit. It does kind of feel. This is These are usually the kind of calls that we get on the last show of the year. Like, oh, I love you guys. You guys are great. Todd sucks or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> And we, I have to hand out most valuable, least valuable. But I'm going to have the audience do that. The most valuable, least valuable, Danette. And, and Todd, this is why you've won both of those awards before. You're most valuable and then least valuable. It's very odd how it plays out like that. I'm going to do most improved and least improved, Danette. <laughs> <laughs> least improved is the best. Least improved, Danette. Because Marvin got most improved, Danette. But, you know, that's just because you took over from McLovin and nobody knew what to expect out of you. So any contribution was, you know, improvement. It's yes. like win- winning rookie of the year. There's no other rookies here. Yeah. Somebody had to win it. It's sort of a baseline award. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think least improved. And, and You're I'm, in the running for that this year, though. Marvin I'm is. I'm taking any award. When somebody says, oh, Marvin's the worst Danette, the worst what? Exactly. That's almost like saying the worst NBA player, the worst what? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Danette. I will take it. At it's the end of the day. Time. Thank you, Todd. Uh, Give it a couple more years, Marvin. <laughs> you won't be feeling it. Like, I'm worse than this guy? Are you kidding me? Yeah, the novelty oh, aware him? Of. Yeah, the novelty. But oh, no. I'm, I'm letting the audience vote on this. No, the way my life is set up now, oh, that's fine. Oh, trust me, when I first got out here, oh, oh let me see how people like me. The worst thing I did was just check. <laughs> so and so, Marvin sucks, yada, yada, yada. And my mom was like, does the person who signs your checks like you? Yes. That's what's important. Yes. Good attitude. She was like, everybody else is not important. The Dan Patrick show says Dan Patrick. Yeah. And if Dan Patrick likes you, that's what, oh, so-and-so doesn't like you. All right. What about the rest of the people in the building? Does it matter if they like you or not? I think they like me. Oh, you said, does it matter? Does it matter? Sure. 1215 podcast with the backroom guys. Those are the guys I'm worried about. Yeah. 
That, uh, that'll be uh, coming up later on today. Available at danpatrick.com. Nick in San Diego. Good morning, Nick. What's on your mind? Hey, DP, 58175. Uh, the thing about the Chargers, there's one constant uh, reason that they're a failure, uh, one constant through all the years. Then the first thing we learn at Crappensburg State is that crap trickles downhill. Mm. That's why we have a heavily trafficked porta potty called Dean Spanos. It is wretched, but that's what he deserves. So, uh. yeah, I don't know if anything changes here. Um, it just feels like they have a lot of talent, and we everybody loves the uniforms. But you know, at some point, you know, Keenan Allen has done a great job. Uh, is Austin Eckler going to be there? He was the first running back who said, hey, we deserve to be paid. And then, hey, you want to be traded? Go find somebody. And then couldn't get somebody. And then he came back. So is he back next year? Uh, you know, at what point does Justin Herbert take that next step up to say, hey, I'm going to win games for us? Hey, Paul. You know, people goof on the – not I wouldn't say goof on them, but they say, like, uh, the, the Packers have underachieved because they had two Super Bowls with Rodgers and Favre. The L.A. Chargers and the Golden Meadows San Diego Chargers had Dan Fouts, you know, Phillip Rivers, Drew Brees, now Justin Herbert, and they're over. Mm. I mean, that that's – their quarterback position has almost always been solid. I know the Ryan Leaf years, and the, but even, like, you know, Humphrey's gotten to the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, they've had quarterbacks – for like 40, 30 of the 40 years, they've had a top quarterback. Rick in South Carolina. Hi, Rick. What's on your mind? Hey, what's happening, Dan? Hey. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to all of you. Thank you, Rick. So, got an early present. Five-star outside linebacker for Crappensburg, Lou Stool. Uh-huh. He is committed, and that dude can lay the lumber, man. Thank you. Thank you, Rick. Lou Stool. Thank you. Uh, Gary in Valencia. Hey, Gary. Hey, Dan, thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to report briefly that I was at the uh, game yesterday in Las Vegas, and we were at dinner afterwards at the Four Seasons, and at the table next to us was Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet and a couple of other guys. But at the table, there were two odd things. One was Kirk Herbstreet's dog was at the table with the group, and... It looked like there were vegetables in front of Al Michaels. No way. No way. Gary, you had a good report until the vegetables. You know what? I understand Al's having a rough week, but that's gone too far. Yes. yes. Not on David, my watch. I am not standing for this slander. There is Mr. Michaels. no way that Al had vegetables. Nothing green People, can be on his plate. You love to kick somebody when they're down or something, <laughs> but damn it, I am not standing for this. That's a non-starter when you're going to say that Al had vegetables on his plate. Who do you think you are? <laughs> Let's take a break. The Dodgers manager, Dave Roberts, next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Last call for phone calls. What we learned, what's in store for Monday. How about this day in sports history, Paulie? Sure, I got a couple for you. Um, Paul Bear Bryant retired, announced his retirement as the 80, an 82 for the coach of Alabama. Arthur Ashe, 92 Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year. Okay. And uh, let's see. In 1997, the Niners retired Joe Montana's number 16 during halftime of a game against the Broncos. Uh, Carson Palmer, our, our uh, friend, he won his Heisman on t- uh, in 2002 on this day. And let's see, anything else? The Raiders play their final game in Oakland. They ended up losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's Dave Roberts, Dodger manager, two-time World Series champion. And um, I don't know if you know this, Dave, but you have a Pinot Noir, the Red Stitch Friends and Family it just received. Do you know what the rating was from Wine Spectator? I don't. Break the news. Come on, Dan. 93. 
Really? Yes. Hey, well yes. done, Red Stitch. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, just wanted to let you know that your Pinot Noir got a 93. Uh, probably nothing else to talk to you about, Dave, so that was it. Just wanted to give you an update on your wine. Yeah, there's nothing going on in sports or baseball. A- absolutely not. Well, hey, good chatting. <laughs> what role did you play in signing or helping to sign Shohei Otani? So, you know, it, it, it was it's uh, obviously, I think it started obviously in uh, 16 when we courted him, as many people did. And I think that, you know, I think, Dan, it's like over time, and you can tell Shohei's very cerebral, very thoughtful in his words, very observant. And over the course of the last six years, as we've dug in on him and as we do all players, I'm sure he dug in on me, you know, with players and coaches that he was with, with the Angels and around the league. And so I think there was a process. Uh, as far as kind of the shorter term, near term, uh, you know, it was, the, it was the meeting that we had and kind of finalizing some things and talking about what day-to-day life would look like as a Dodger. And and for me, um, certainly with my Japanese heritage, my background, uh, we have a great connection. And uh, Mike Trout and I have a good connection. And Dino Ebel, who was a coach over there. So I'm sure that uh, Shohei did his due diligence with me. So honestly, Dan, we hit it off really well. And uh, he just kind of wanted to see how things are going to be. So I feel really good about where we're at and continuing to build that relationship going forward. How much Japanese do you speak? So, not much. Um, I could say the uh, the easy skoshi. Um, I know a couple words. You know, tomodachi, I can count to like 20. But uh, I do need to get better, man. Absolutely. Can you count to 700 million, Dave? <laughs> Absolutely not. What about that uh, iconic historical contract? But the thing about that, though, Dan, which is great, is that this is something that Shohei and Nez brought to the Dodgers. And even Andrew said, I wouldn't have had the guts to present some type of structure like that to a player. But that speaks to what Shohei wanted, you know, uh, for as far as being competitive, uh uh, you know, appreciating the CBT, uh, you know, for the years that we can look out as a Dodger. As far as, well, pitching's off the table this year. What position is Shohei going to be playing, do you think, on a regular basis? It's uh, two initials, two letters, DH. So uh, he's going to DH, and, um, you know, He's taking dry swings now, and his goal is to be ready by opening day. And so, uh, you know, I hope that holds. But, you know, he's going to be ready when he's going to be ready, and then he's going to start taking uh, some soft toss and things like that. But this guy is so uber competitive, Dan, and that's one thing that you know the humility's there, you know the talent's there, but I really didn't appreciate uh, you know, the the real drive. And I saw that documentary that he had and how thoughtful he was. So, uh He'll be ready at some point as far as the hitting, and then the pitching is going to be picked up next year. You're planning on him being a two-way player after this year. Absolutely. And, you know, there was even a little talk with Shohei um, about, you know, come September when he can pick up a baseball and throw, uh, would he be open to uh, taking some balls out there in left field? And he said, if it works and my arm feels okay, you know, I'm open to it. So we'll see. Uh, but we got a lot of time before we get to that point. When did you know you had him? <laughs> when my son 
when we were at a life uh, a celebration of life for his uh, roommate's father in college, uh, showed me the phone and said, "We got Shohei." So, <laughs> I think what was great, Dan. I think I found out. I think you found out minutes before I found out. Um, I don't do social media, so I think my son told me, and Shohei, as you can tell, Dan wanted to control this whole narrative, which I respect, I appreciate, so um, I think I found out when everyone else found out. Can you talk about Tyler Glasnow? So, I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's out. Uh, I, I don't know if uh, physicals are, are final. I think it's going to be hopefully announced later today. Um, so, I'm excited. Um, you know, I, I mean, I think the pieces that they've talked about are the pieces. So, it, it's amazing uh, in sports today how things get out. I don't know how it got out, but uh Sort of with respect to, to Pepio and uh, Johnny DeLuca, I don't want to go too far into it, but I do think that if, if everything kind of T's are crossed, I's are dotted, physicals are passed, then it should kind of go through. But uh, if it does play out, you know, we're really excited uh, to, to get a player like that and also Manny Margot. How close were the Dodgers to getting Otani the first time around? You know, I, I don't think we were. Um, I, I think that we put our best foot forward, but I think ultimately he wanted an opportunity to be in the lineup uh, essentially every day uh, to then pitch. And I think, as I recall, we presented something where you know we could try to formulate 250, 275 plate appearances with the with the, uh, the uh, play left field pinch hit at times you know, with kind of appreciating his pitching schedule. But you can't compare it to 600 plate appearances that an American League team wanted. I think he was really comfortable uh, in Anaheim, kind of uh, the market, the, the geography as well. What about uh, his relationship with uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto? Is, is, do they have you know, an existing relationship? And uh, are you using him as a recruiter? Absolutely, uh, we're, we're doing that. Uh, we'd be crazy not to. Um, I, I think that with uh, that uh, Team Japan, which, uh, as we all saw, Dan, that, that was pretty special. I mean, obviously, uh, they beat the U.S. and, you know, um, seeing Shohei versus Trout, that, that's some, that moment right there in, in sports was uh, something I'll always remember, as will many people. But uh, they were teammates. And so uh, I do know that uh, Yoshinobu, uh, you know, is excited, uh, being recruited. Uh, we hosted him, and I thought we did a really good job and had players there to kind of uh, see what life would look like, some, some uh, what of normalcy, you know, uh, being around our guys and having lunch and kind of having one-off conversations with his potential teammates, uh, as well as showing Dodger Stadium, things like that. So, yeah, they do have a good relationship. So hopefully everything lines up and uh, it would be quite the offseason. Great to talk to you, Dave. I know you're uh, short on time and always great to talk to you. Congratulations on your, uh, your wine, uh, your Pinot Noir. So, Dan, thank you so much, man. It's always good chatting with you. So I'm heading out to Madison Club right now. So uh, if you've got a free weekend, man, come out and join me and let's uh, play a little golf, buddy. Now, the the first tee at the Madison Club, they give you a shot of yes. vodka, the iced 
a shot glass, and then you have to throw it and try to hit like a bell, don't you? So it's tequila. It is oh. a little ice glass, and I have been known to to hit the bell and get a shot uh, a hat that says shot. So uh, if I do hit the bell, I'm going to shoot you a text. If uh, you don't hear from me, it's not good. Well, uh, great to talk to you as always, and thanks again, Dave. Later, DP. That's Dave Roberts, the Dodger manager. By the way, Madison Club, yeah, it's pretty good, pretty good. And right across the street from Coachella. And then I was playing with a member. And he's saying, uh, you know whose house that is? I go, no. Like, why would I know any of these houses? He goes, well, that's Adele's. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, what about that one? He said, uh, that's uh, Kanye's. I said, uh, okay. What about, what about that one? He said, uh, well, that's uh, Kylie Jenner. It was just like every house, it seemed like. Uh, I think, uh, let's see. There were a few other, I mean, there were probably billionaires there, but I didn't care about them. I, of course, wanted to know where the celebrities are. But it was a pretty impressive place there. When you go, like the halfway house, when you make the turn, you walk in and it's a candy store. It, it is literally a candy store that goes up like 20 feet full of any candy that you could want. And then... You know, there's like buried drinks along the way. They, you have a good time. I, I was playing golf there, and uh, this is when Coachella was going on, and I was out in Palm Springs, and all of a sudden I see a guy with his shirt off, way, way down, hitting golf balls. And I could tell by the tattoos that it was Harry Styles. And they had to tell him about decorum on a golf course. Like, you're not supposed to walk around with your shirt off and uh, you know whatever he had on. But he was staying there at somebody's place across the street from uh, Coachella. All right. Uh, good job, Todd, staying on that to get uh, Dave Roberts there. And uh, he has a red stitch Pinot Noir that has uh, done really well. Daniel in Denver. Hi, Daniel. Thanks for holding. What can I do for you today? Uh, hi, Dan. Uh, 250. Uh, I just want to say thank you to you. Thank you to the Danettes. Thank you for all you've done, everybody in the back and everything. Thank you, guys, and I hope you guys have a good holiday. Well, thank you, Daniel. By the way, I'm wondering if we could get Shohei Otani a Crappensburg State glove. If he... <laughs> that would sweeten the deal. We did have uh, we did have a company send it in my uh, my CSU mitt my Crappensburg State and of course it's uh, Shartlesville Pennsylvania. This is nice. Yes, Marvin. Shohei's only making two million dollars a year. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. At least for the next ten years. <laughs> what is the lead? Who is the lead story on Monday, Todd? What is the lead story? Denver tied for first in AFC West. Oh, God. The Broncos will beat the Lions, and somehow the Chiefs will lose in New England. What? Tied okay. for first. Okay. All right. Stranger things have happened. Seton O'Connor, what is the lead on Monday? It's going to be, uh, mm -hmm. let's see, the Sunday night game is what? Broncos-Lions? No. Sunday night is Ravens-Jags. 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 Saturday night, Denver-Detroit. Thank you, Tom. Oh, that's Saturday night. Yeah. 
Hmm. It's going to be something NFL related. Okay. Um, Did I surprise you by going to you for this? Because I can go to Marvin and yeah, Paul. Yeah, let's go to Marvin. Marvin, what's the lead on Monday? Once you go Dak. Wow. The Cowboys <laughs> take care of business in Buffalo. Fire. <laughs> Paulie, what's the lead on Monday? Just for the awkwardness, Chiefs lose in New England. Oh. Bill's back. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> Just yeah. from the awkwardness. That'd be great. Yeah. Seton, you got one now? Yeah, something football related. <laughs> All right. Thank you. You're already into the weekend. That's okay. Uh, my thanks to Chad and Julie with Traeger. They did a wonderful job. The spread is great. Recipe inspirations. You can go to uh, danpatrick.com for today's menu. And the uh, backroom guys, they will be uh, there with the uh, 1215 podcast coming up in a little bit. I think uh, the Buffalo Bills Super Bowl contender this weekend, that they beat the Cowboys, Buffalo Bills, Super Bowl, question mark. Did we just make a bet about that? What we learned, brought to you by the great folks at Traeger. Complete your outdoor dream deck with the all-new Timberline or stock up on Traeger sauces and rubs for the holidays. Tis the season for wood-fired flavor. Traditions are better with Traeger. Visit Traeger.com for recipe ideas. Thank you again for allowing us to do this every single day, to be part of your day. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you Monday. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.